Welcome to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. The website, this show, and our newsletter all focus on making the science of advanced nutrition and greater overall health accessible to everyone. Buckle up for our latest episode to get ideas, tools, and practical knowledge you can use to improve your health and move towards your perfect version of ultimate wellness. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast shares interviews with nutrition experts, health researchers, and everyday people that have changed their lifestyle and nutrition to support greater health. You'll learn how to implement lasting change and create new habits that support greater wellness and a happier, healthier life. Please visit HealNourishGrowPodcast.com for full show notes and links to our guests. Rick Olderman is a sports and orthopedic physical therapist with more than 25 years experience who specializes in helping people with chronic pain experience a pain-free life. He graduated with his master's degree from the Cranert School of Physical Therapy at the University of Indianapolis in 1996. His clinic in lovely Denver, Colorado was famous for being the place that people went when all other pe- treatments failed. Rick has written the popular Fixing You series of books found on Amazon.com to help people with chronic pain or injuries. Rick wants to show you how to live completely pain-free without the need for medication. He is one of the top professionals in the U.S. when it comes to understanding recurring injuries and chronic muscular skeletal pain. He wants to enhance quality of life by helping people fix their pain once and for all. Rick wants to change how we understand and teach orthopedic physical therapy throughout the health and wellness education. He wants the fundamental understanding about how the body works to create and solve pain to be available to everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. Today, I have with me Rick Olderman, and he is a physical therapist focused on pain management. So I'm really excited to chat with you today, Rick, because I know that so many people deal with chronic pain, and there's a lot of various reasons for it, some related to nutrition, some related to biomechanics. So um, maybe you can just start off before we get into the pain stuff by telling people a little bit about your background and how you got into this work. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I used to have back pain myself and, um, I was treated by a physical therapist who helped me, but it came back a couple of weeks later. And, um, I happened to be volunteering at that physical therapy clinic. So I thought, you know, I better learn what the insider secrets are to this. <laughs> so I went to PT school and, uh, those insider secrets never seemed to really come. So, uh, what we were focused on more is under, understanding and identifying tissues that are damaged rather than understanding why the tissues are damaged. And so uh, that to me was really, you know, would explain why we're having pain and how to solve it. And that bore out after uh, in my first year, my first uh, job after PT school, I couldn't help people with chronic pain. So I decided to dig in and try and figure this out for myself then. So it's been a long and windy road, but I'm here and uh, I think I have a lot of answers for a lot of people. Yeah. So it sounds like very similarly to the typical model of Western medicine, it's trying to put a Band-Aid on the problem rather than trying to find the root cause. And based on what you just said, it, it sounds like that you decided, okay, I need to find out what's actually causing this to help you better enable people manage their chronic pain. Would that be accurate statement? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, Cheryl, um, are, do you have a good connection with me? I do. There seems to be a bit of a delay, um, but you're not echoing or anything like that. Okay. Uh, you're cutting out on me a little bit. So I, I've just switched my wireless to see if that's what the case is. So, Okay. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, yeah. So uh, 
a lot of practitioners think that they're getting to the roots when they're treating patients, but really uh, it's based on their belief system. And so unfortunately, you know, the evidence that there's so much chronic pain out there means that a lot of those belief systems maybe aren't as dialed in as they could be. And so what I focus on is understanding how our body works as a system. And it's taken me about, you know, I've been working like this for about 20 years now, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what are the true root causes of pain? Because ultimately it really comes down to, we are the cause, we're responsible for our pain. So something we're doing must be causing that pain or something that we're not doing. And so uh, that's what I've been focused on these last 20 years. And, uh, um, you know, I can give you an example of that, for instance, with back pain, if, if you want a, a quick test for your viewers, um, I'd be happy to take them through that. Yeah, I think that would be perfect because, and you probably have a more up-to-date stat, but I, I always, I have back pain recurring on and off my for a very long time now. And I think it's something like 80% of people experience back pain at some point in their life. It could be more than that now. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, uh, for other podcasts I've been on, I ended up actually evaluating the podcast host. So if you want me to take a look at your back, <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy to. But uh, I'll take your listeners through one uh, really easy test right now, and it'll help them understand really what I'm talking about. So if, okay. if everyone just lies down on the floor with their legs straight, it could be on your couch or your bed or the floor, but lie down with your legs straight. And maybe Cheryl, you can imagine yourself doing this yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and now feel what your back feels like in this position. And now what we're going to do is we're going to bend your knees so your feet are flat on the floor. And if you don't notice a change in your back, then bring your knees to your chest and, and see which position feels better for your back, knees bent or legs straight. And Cheryl, you know, you've got back pain. You said, what would you imagine would, which position would feel better to you? Uh, typically for me, it's definitely knees bent, feet flat on the ground. And occasionally at night, if I'm trying to sleep on my back more for other, you know, vanity purposes or whatever, it's, um, I, I typically will like kind of bend one leg in and kind of almost like make a figure four with my legs, if that makes sense, because it, it makes my back more comfortable. Yes. Yeah. So you're very much like 99% of all the other people with back pain out there, that their backs will feel better with their knees bent or their knees hugged to their chest rather than mm -hmm. with their legs straight. So why is that? Well, if you straighten out your legs again, you'll feel that your back is slightly arching more when your mm -hmm. legs are straight and your back is slightly arching less when your knees are bent. So it's a little flatter. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you can say, oh, I just need to flatten my back and my back will feel better. But that's an unnatural solution. We don't want to walk around with our, our butt tucked <laughs> underneath us flattening our back all day long because your back is, shape is the way it is. So instead, think of it like this. When your legs are straight, you have more forces trying to pull your back into an arch. And when your knees are bent, you remove those forces pulling your back into an arch, which is allowing the back to be where it wants to be. If you've been around my content for a while, you know that one of my favorite things is making and eating gourmet food and pairing it with wine. 
You might think you can't enjoy wine, though, while trying to lose weight or stay in ketosis. And if you're drinking traditional wine, you might be right. So many wines are mass-produced and full of sugar and other garbage additives that can wreak havoc on your health goals and just make you feel bad. Fortunately, I discovered Dry Farm Wines. I've been drinking their wine for years now, and I love this company. They individually test small batch wines produced by vintners that are committed to the practice of dry farm production. Some of my favorites have been the Blancfrancish variety from Austria and all of the wines from the Loire Valley in France. Dry farm wines are free from excess sulfites and mold that can cause adverse reactions and hangovers. With no added sugar, each wine is tested to be under one gram of sugar in the entire bottle. Yep, you just heard that right. There's less than one carb in the whole bottle of wine. They're also slightly lower alcohol, which means you can enjoy a delicious wine pairing at dinner any given night and not end up with a hangover. You can receive an extra bottle for just a penny with your first order by visiting dryfarmwines.com slash heal nourish grow. I'd love to hear what your favorite wine is after you try it and be sure to tag me on social with pictures of your wine and delicious dinners. Again, that bottle of wine for a penny is at dryfarmwines.com slash heal nourish grow. So the, the follow up to this is, well, how does this relate to my everyday life? Okay, so if everyone now stands up and listens to this podcast or watch it on video or however you're doing this, but stand up for the next minute. And while you're standing there, what you'll notice is that your knees gradually start to lock backwards in a straight position. Mm. All right. Uh, do you think you do this, Cheryl, or, or not? Do you think you like I think your knees? I do it. I think I do it less than I used to because I've been a yoga instructor for probably like 12 years now. And uh, so I'm a little bit more aware, maybe body aware than certain people. And I and I know that that is a typical problem because it's something I often cue people in class when we're doing standing postures that they want to lock their legs back. And you should have like a more, I like to think of it as like when I used to play basketball as a kid, it's like a more athletic posture, kind of knees slightly bent, just like kind of more ready to move um, than locking your knees back. So for whatever that's worth, I, I think I don't do it, but I, I'm going to pay more attention now just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. Uh uh, you know, unlocking your knees is a, is a, is a athletic stance, ready, ready to move, ready to do something. But when your knees are locked, you, now your muscles are being turned off for, uh, in certain areas of your body, but really let's keep it, our focus on the back. So if you lock your knees standing up right now, you'll feel your back is arching. And when you lock, unlock your knees and soften them, you'll feel that your back slightly flattens a little bit more. So by unlocking the knees, we've removed some of those forces that are causing your back to arch. And we just found out on the floor that when your back is arching, it doesn't feel as good as when it's flatter. One of the things that you can do really simply throughout the day, if you have back pain, is start unlocking your knees, which will remove some of the forces pulling your back into an arch. And if you're not sure if this is happening to you, if you've unlocked your knees just now, go ahead and lock them again. And you'll feel that your back indeed does arch when your knees mm -hmm. are locked. And if your back hurts more with arching, then this is a really easy solution uh, to, to solve a lot of your pain, especially if you think about taking 10,000 steps a day. Now you've got 10,000 steps a day that are not hurting your back and are instead helping your back because the knees are locking usually when people are walking too. Mm, interesting. Do you have any tips for people, something practical that either a test they can do to know if they're locking their knees when they're walking or some kind of sign or signal where they might start to become more aware if that's their issue. 
Yeah, well, often back pain is the sign or signal. <laughs> right. <So. laughs> if you weren't locking your knees, your back would hurt. <laughs> right, exactly. So because, frankly, uh, you know, I can give this one little easy tip to a lot of people, and it will take away often a lot of people's about 50% of their back pain just by unlocking your knees. So it's really simple. So uh, to answer your question, though, one other easy way I have to, to show people is I put a little piece of tape on the backs of their knees. So I have them mm. unlock their knees. I put a little piece of tape back there. And then when they lock their knees, they get that immediate feedback that their knees are locking. And so they unlock it. So that kind of awesome. uh, for those people who are really having a hard time knowing whether they're locking their knees, that is an excellent test. Yeah, I love that. And I would almost say use duct tape just so that you really get the feedback, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the tape I use, it's a medical grade tape. So it's it's like duct tape. It's even worse. So oh, okay. it, it will definitely <laughs> give you the feedback. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I love that. That's such practical knowledge. And that's what I'm always looking to give people on this podcast. So I think already we're, we're at 100% on this episode. <laughs> um, Great. But if we were going to go further and offer even more value... Um, and not to say that we're finished with the back, we might come back to that, but what would be maybe the second most common kind of pain that people come to you with? Okay. Neck pain and headaches is a big one. Mm, right. And the surprising reason behind most neck pain and headaches, do you have neck pain and headaches by chance, Cheryl? Occasionally, mostly when I'm like this over my keyboard all day. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the surprising cause of neck pain and headaches is actually the shoulder blades. So, uh, and I've got a little skeleton here, if you don't mind, I'll just kind of explain it. And yeah, I'll, that would I'll, be great. I'll... But for oh. people that are watching on video can see exactly what you're talking about. I'd recommend yeah. you pop over to YouTube right now for this part. <laughs> but don't worry, you audio people, I'll, I'll kind of describe what I'm talking about here. Okay, awesome. so if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this via audio, just pull up a, a Google search of a skeleton and, and the back of a skeleton. And you'll see that we have these uh, bones called shoulder blades or scapula. And if you look at the architecture of that shoulder blade, it's unique. It's not like any other bone in the upper body system. And it's really mm -hmm. like only one other bone in the body. And that is the pelvic bone, yeah. all right? So we all know that the pelvis is the center of function for our lower body and back. And the same thing goes for the shoulder blade in the upper body system. It is the center of function for all all things upper body and the reason uh, and so there are significant attachments of the shoulder blade into the neck bones and the base of the skull and so if the shoulder blade isn't working correctly stress is transmitted via those muscles to the neck bones and the base of the skull which can cause side bending rotation uh disc herniations facet joint arthritis headaches all sorts of problems and we have a couple big muscles that are controlling this big upper body system, the trapezius muscle, which inserts into the base of the skull all the way down here and then back into the shoulder blade, but also something called the serratus anterior. Anyway, when those muscles aren't working well, and this is the way chronic pain works in, in the body for a large part, when the big muscles aren't doing their job, the little muscles deep to it have to do more work. And one of the little muscles in the shoulder blade is called the levator scapula, which inserts from the corner of the shoulder blade here on the inside into C1, 2, 3, and 4. So levator means it's an elevator of the scapula, right? And it's a little pinky muscle as opposed to these big hand muscles. So it's trying to hold this whole system up for you when the big muscles aren't doing their jobs right. And so 
the arm system alone weighs, you know, 15, 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. When you add on the big muscles, not doing their job on top of that, that little guy starts screaming and he causes lots of pain in the neck and also causes the muscles deep to the skull here to start becoming irritated as well. So if you have that kind of pain and you said, so it's mostly that the big muscles aren't working, what would be your tip, if any, to kind of bring more awareness to that area and to relieve some of that pressure on the small muscles? Oh, sure. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a really easy uh, test to first figure out if this is your problem. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came up with it myself. And so I've called it the armpit test. <laughs> so it's really easy to do. So if you have someone stand behind you and they put their hands in your armpits like this and lift up mm -hmm. your armpits about a half inch to an inch, your job as the patient is to relax your shoulders and make sure that you're letting them hold your shoulders up. So okay. once their hands are up like this for about 30 seconds and holding your shoulders up, you should almost immediately feel a sense of relief in your neck and head right off the bat. But if you're not sure, move your head around and look up and down and make and see if your pain has reduced in terms of your range of motion and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. most, um, I, and I'll tell you, Cheryl, in the last 20 years, I've been working with chronic neck pain and headaches. I can't remember mm -hmm. any patient who didn't have the shoulder blade system as the source of their problem. Interesting. So uh, it, it's really powerful, especially with chronic pain. With acute pain, that's a different matter, but chronic issues, it's usually because most practitioners aren't looking at the shoulder girdle system, all right? So the next part of that test is just simply having your friend test take their hands out of your armpit, let your shoulders come back down, and see which position you like better. Did you like it with your shoulders up a little bit and supported, or mm -hmm. did you like it with your shoulders down? Kind of like that back pain test we did on the floor, you know? Right. It's, it's one or the other. So almost everyone with chronic neck pain and, sh and headaches will say, oh, I kind of like it with my shoulder blades up. And that's because one of the most common problems with the shoulder girdle is that it's resting too low. Hmm. All right. So what we've done is we've just lifted that up to unload that connection of that little tiny pinky muscle, that levator scapula. We've unloaded it from the neck. And now your neck says, oh, my gosh, this feels a lot better. So we need to fix how the shoulder blades are working. All right. So rather than getting into the exercises that would do that, because that would be kind of difficult to do on a podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people out there sit at their desk when they're working. So here's an easier way to fix this while you're working, at least. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. We'd also love it if you could post a review on iTunes. It helps us so much by allowing others to more easily find us. The Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast wouldn't be possible without listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. Now back to the show. When you're sitting at your desk, your elbows should, be, your arms should be resting at the seam of your shirt by your side here, like this. Okay. The arms should mm -hmm. not be forward like this type it on your keyboard. So with the right. arm back like this, then also we've just learned that your shoulder, your neck likes it when your shoulder is up a little bit. So the arm of your chair should lift the shoulder blade up maybe a half inch higher than what you're normal, uh, normally having it. And so wherever your hand is at that position is where your keyboard mm -hmm. should be. So Makes if you're sense. reaching forward beyond that for your keyboard, then you automatically are turning on all those neck and shoulder muscles to hold up your arm system for you. 
And the same goes, even if you're here, but your elbows are out here to the side, further away from your body, again, you've lost the correct support of the armrest. And so your neck and shoulder will start to work again. So the elbows have to be close to your body and that needs to be in line with your midpoint of your trunk. And most people with neck pain or headaches, if you make that small, simple adjustment, that will start eliminating a lot of your neck pain and headaches. You'll actually love it to do that. Yeah. No, that, that is such a great tip. And again, practical knowledge. And I think we give a lot of lip service to ergonomics in the office and things. Uh, but I have definitely noticed this for myself over the years because my my work has mostly been like writing typing at a desk and the times where like this particular setup i have today i had to come to a co-working space to do the podcast because my internet at the little cabin in the woods is way too slow for this um but i could tell like if i had to sit here and work all day it's it's too elevated it's it's already like putting you know stress on uh, my neck where if I, when I had my standing desk that was adjustable, I could get everything just perfect and, you know, everything felt a lot better. So I, and there, as you, maybe you can speak to this more than I can, uh, but there are some like little tools that can be useful um, to recreate your desk space, like a, a, mo a elevator for your monitor that allows your hands to be at the right height and the monitor to be at the right height. Um, you know, you can modify your workspace without having to buy, you know, a whole new desk or things like that. Or, or um, one time I installed a little cart underneath my desk so that I could have my hands at the proper height. Any, anything else that you can think of for people if they're struggling with this problem, like little tweaks to their workspace? Yeah. So, oh gosh, there's so many little gadgets out there that you can buy and, <laughs> and use. But what I, I, I just use the simplest things from home really. And so most, especially females, most chairs are too big for females. They're, mm -hmm. they're these huge, even the ergonomic chairs. A lot of people can't get the arm of their chair in close to their side. Their elbows stays out here. So mm -hmm. what I, the way I have people solve that is that I get a, I have them get a pillow from their bed at home, simply just fold it in half and shove it between your waist and the arm of the chair. And now the pillow becomes your armchair, the arm of your chair, instead of the arm of your chair. And then, uh, and usually when the, when you folded that pillow in half, it is resting higher than the arm of your chair naturally. So that'll almost, it's almost always the perfect solution for a lot of people's ergonomics. So you, you just Love put it. one of those on either side of you and boom, you've solved the armchair problem. And then uh, also for those with back pain and, and head and neck pain is I have them bring out a pillow from their bed and put it behind their back too to bring the mm -hmm. back of their chair to, to them. Because most people sit at the front of their chair to work on their computer. And mm -hmm. so what there's nothing that's signaling your body to relax in this position. So when you put pillows behind your back so that your back can get that feedback, it signals it to say, oh, I can relax here. I don't have to sit mm -hmm. up so you know rigidly all the time. I once had a, a woman cry because I, I just did those simple solutions she didn't realize that she could sit without pain. And it was the first time she had sat for years without pain. She literally cried. She was so happy that she <laughs> could finally sit with no pain at all. And it, it's that simple. So you don't need to buy a lot of expensive things. Just use things from your home and first figure out and play with it and see exactly what is the perfect setup for you. And you'll know because if you keep that setup for a week, your pain should diminish significantly. And so once you've figured out what that is, 
then you can go out and buy one of those expensive ergonomic chairs if you really want one. <laughs> but most people just stick with the pillows because they work so well. Yeah, that's amazing. And I would say you're exactly right about those good chairs because I got really lucky one time. This this probably 15 years ago on Facebook Marketplace, there was one of those Oh, what's, you'll know the name of it. It's a, like a real- Like Herman a, Miller Henry. or something like yes, that? Yes, Herman Miller. Yeah. Herman Miller chair. And it was like, I don't know, knew there's something like $1,200 and somebody on Facebook Marketplace just had it for $100. So I got it and it's fantastic, but you're exactly right. It seems like it should be perfect. And it's it's like, I can tell like my arms aren't in the right place in that chair. So now when I finally have a house and have my chair back, I'm just going to put some pillows in there and it should be pretty good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cheap is easy. Please, Herman Miller, please don't sue us. Uh, <laughs> right, um... right. <laughs> I mean, it's an awesome chair. It's an awesome and chair. I got a great deal. <laughs> Maybe I'll like reach out and they can give a link or something, but it is a nice chair, but they are very pricey. I don't even, I can't even imagine what they must be now. Uh, well, we, yeah, we haven't you, talked, you, Rick, yet. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about the fact that you have a book and I'm assuming that it's focused on chronic pain and that people can learn so many more great tips like this. Can you share a bit, a bit about what prompted you to write the book and you know what your goal was in putting that information out there? Oh, sure. Uh, so uh, a lot of the biomechanics of how I look at the body came from a particular researcher called Dr. Shirley Saruman. She's a professor out at Washington University in St. Louis. She's written a couple of textbooks and I've taken her seminars and uh, it's all about movement mechanics and how those create problems, but also the deeper, you know, geekier stuff that's going on in the body, you know, about what what's really happening. But anyway, I made friends with a PT who was taking these same seminars. And over the course of a year or two that I had been taking these seminars, I, I met him at the end of the last seminar. I said, hey, how's this information going for you? And he says, eh, you know, I'm a manual therapist. I might use these for maybe a home exercise program or something. I said, are you kidding me? This is really solving chronic pain. And he says, maybe, but you know, I'm a manual therapist. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not really going to use it that much. And that's hmm. when I realized that we as practitioners are filtering information that we are receiving through our belief systems. And so if we don't believe something will help our patients or help us be better practitioners, we kind of just kind of blow that information off and only focus on the information we believe will help our patients solve pain, even if that other information is valid. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I decided, I, I realized that, oh my gosh, you know, a lot of people are not receiving this information because of our practitioner bias. And so that's when I decided to write my books. I wrote actually six books and, nice. uh, and published those about 10 or 12 years ago. I do have a new book coming out next year, but, uh, and anyway, those have sold well, but in the, in the meantime, I also own a physical therapy clinic here in Denver because I wanted to test my theories out in a clinical op, uh, environment with all age groups and all types of injuries, acute, chronic, whatever. And it did amazingly well. And I've trained all of my therapists to use this information too. So it showed me that I, that this is trainable. I don't have some magic in my eyes or my fingers that help people. <laughs> this is, it's all really basic, simple stuff like what we've been going over today that mm -hmm. just other practitioners have been overlooking. And so uh, that's why I wrote my books is to do an end around around the practitioners. <laughs> and then since then, I've created these downloadable home programs 
based on what I've learned in my clinic these past 10 years too. So those are the most up-to-date, comprehensive, but simple solutions that people can find. Very cool. And I, I love that you're, so you, so rather than write for practitioners, these books are meant for just like average people that have chronic pain. Am I, is that accurate? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And are you able to share much about the new one or, or are you, is it kind of a oh, secret sure. still right now? No, 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 no secret story. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, in my first six books, so those focus on the, the, the structures and the mechanics and the muscles and bones and all that kind of stuff that are causing pain. And then what I have in there are little uh, client connection stories that show how this information was used to help someone with pain. Mm. And so nice. over the years, I've gotten lots of feedback from people who said, I love those client connection stories because those are the, that sounds just like me. And so I thought, well, let's flip this on its head and make this last book about the clients or the patients and with just a little, and make the mechanical stuff and the muscles and so forth, the secondary uh, mm. part of the book. So it's, I've just kind of reversed that whole thinking because so many people love those client stories. And I really think that it helps people see themselves and see a solution for themselves if they can read about someone who's going through something similar that they are. So, uh, so that's what this next book is about. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. You know how I like to talk about being just 1% better every day? Well, ButcherBox believes in better. For them, better means caring about animals and the planet, treating the planet with respect, and it means improving the lives of animals and the livelihoods of farmers. Their beef is grass-fed and grass-finished, chicken is free-range and organic, turkey is free-range, pork is humanely raised, and salmon and scallops are wild-caught. I've been using ButcherBox for a couple of years now, and it was a godsend having such high-quality meat delivered to my door during the pandemic. If you're interested in saving money and eating healthier, this is the perfect service for you. Even if you can get back to the grocery store now, the quality and health of ButcherBox meat is far superior to what's in the market. Plus, if you're a bacon lover, I have really good news. You can always get a great deal on your subscription by using my link, but starting June 12th until October 14th, new members can get free bacon for life. That's right. Every box will include a pack of uncured, unbelievably delicious bacon added to every box for the life of your membership. Check my show notes for the link or go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash H-N-G butcher box. No, you should be. I think that sounds amazing. And I think that's exactly why people like listening to actually lately I've had on sort of more practitioners and doctors on the podcast. But one of the things that I really wanted to do when I started this was just to talk to kind of quote unquote everyday people, you know, about their their experience with their health journey or their pain journey or whatever it is, uh, it just so turns out that uh, they're not always as willing to come and share their story with millions of people. <laughs> but um, but I'm glad, you know, you kind of have both sides of that because you have all these wonderful patients that you're working with. So you have uh, their stories and their knowledge that you can kind of share too. And, and if you're open to it and you can think of one off the top of your head, uh, it could be one from the book or maybe not, but just like a, a brief... Um, snippet of, of kind of somebody's pain situation and how then their life changed after that? Oh, sure. And and for those of you who are really interested, uh, they can go <laughs> to my website. And I've actually posted uh, three of these stories from the book in, on my website. And I've, oh, nice. I, I've also got the audio version of me reading them too. So 
If you really want to dive deeply into it, go, <laughs> go for it, go for the website at rickolderman.com and you can, you can look at those and listen to them. But for instance, there, we started off our conversation with back pain. So one story jumps out to mind is that this one guy, he had had back sciatic pain for, you know, eight years. He had had surgery. He had been to, you name any practitioner you want. And he had been to that person, but <laughs> nothing had changed his sciatic pain. And, uh, you know, I evaluated him. And, and, and so the unique way that I evaluate is anyone with back pain on down to the foot, we look at the rib cage all the way down to the foot because it's all part of that whole system. Where mm -hmm. And so anyway, once I evaluated him uh, and he was a real doubting Thomas, arms crossed, you're not going to help me. No one's been <laughs> able to help me kind of thing. I'm only here because my doctor forced me to be here. You know, <laughs> I said, okay. I, I thought I, I need to make, you know, a big change in this guy pretty fast. So uh, I had him do a butt strengthening exercise and I had him turn over and retest his pain again. And his pain was completely gone in 10 seconds and it stayed wow. gone. So the reason was, is because when you look at the body as a system and, 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 you know, it would be easy for me to say, oh, you've got sciatic pain. It must be coming from these nerve roots in your back. It wasn't though. That wasn't where the problem was. And that's why systems solutions are, can be very rapid and more comprehensive. So his pain never returned again, just after that first one exercise that we did. And then I taught him how to walk correctly, like what you and I talked about at the beginning here, unlock your mm -hmm. knees, and it turned on his butt muscles and all this kind of stuff. So that's a really uh, easy one. It was, it was startling even for me. I didn't expect that. I expected to solve his pain. <laughs> but not that fast. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. So that was a fun one. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that because I, I'm already feeling like, oh my gosh, I, I know one person who sounds very similar to this guy that you just described. I'm giving her your website. I'm telling her to buy your books, all of the things. And uh, just for me, myself, it's making me think of my biomechanics and some of the pain processes I've had in a much different way. Uh, so before we wrap things up here, uh, you mentioned your website, which is just your name.com. And, and I'll have you say it again here and it'll be in the show notes. Um, all of your books, uh, you mentioned that you have online courses. Uh, tell us, do you do online consults? If people want to, you mentioned that you've trained multiple ther therapists now. So if people want to work with you or somebody who's been trained by you in this particular method, what are the best ways they can do all of that? Yeah. So uh, first of all, uh, if you buy any of my downloadable home programs, if you type in fixing you, all one word, uh, mm -hmm. you'll get a 20% discount. Um, so uh, I do do online consults. But I believe that I should, you shouldn't need me to fix your pain. I believe we have everything inside of us to fix our pain. And so my programs are designed to help you do just that. So, uh, I, you know, I'm happy to do telehealth, you know, and consults <laughs> and so forth. But really, just try the pro. If you do follow the program, you will solve your pain. You don't actually need to have a consultation with me. Um, so, uh, on, on my rickolderman.com website, you'll find all of my programs to help you solve your pain, but I've also created an online training program for health and wellness practitioners to train them how to solve people's pain using this type of information. And, you know, Cheryl, my belief is that it, I, I'm a last resort for a lot of people. So people will go to someone like you, like a yoga instructor or a Pilates mm -hmm. instructor or a personal trainer before they'll ever come to me or even their doctor. Uh, and you guys are all like 
that's what you do is you teach movement. And so mm -hmm. it seems like if, if everyone knew this information, we could nip chronic pain in the bud because you would see exactly what the problem is right off the bat, nip the chronic pain and put people like me out of work, which <laughs> would make me very happy to put me out of work. <laughs> right. That's the same way I feel about people just getting more metabolically healthy and feeling better. It's like, wow, if, if we could just distill this into a way that people could just do it, it would be... I mean, it'd be such a miracle. So, um, yeah. so rickolderman.com, they can get 21st off by entering fixing you on any of your programs, or does that include the books and things like that as well? Uh, the books are sold on Amazon and I can't Got create it. a coupon code for that, but the, the home downloadable programs and even the practitioner training program, you can get 20% off that too. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll definitely be sharing this with some uh, yoga instructors that I know because, uh, and that could be a new like line of uh, training for you. I think that yoga people in particular are, are just really hungry for learning more about biomechanics and kind of extending their training because quite often the basic yoga teacher training doesn't focus a lot on anatomy and some of the things I feel like we should really be more uh, practiced in when we're teaching. So uh, for whatever that's worth, get in touch with Rick. If you're a yoga <laughs> instructor, maybe he can create something especially for a big yoga class. Well, I, I'd be happy to, but my very first graduate was actually a personal trainer. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> and it. it was designed for physical therapists, but I've made, I've intentionally made it simple enough for anyone to use. Uh, and also for the, if you're considering it, uh, in most States, I offer 30 CEU credits for physical therapists and I provide oh, all the documentation fantastic. you would need to submit to your certifying agency to get whatever CEU credits you're looking for. So if we can get 30 CEUs for physical therapy, I'm sure you would get whatever you needed for whatever other license or certification you have. Yeah. For, I mean, for, I can't speak to other personal trainers or but for yoga instructors, it's just kind of ongoing, uh, continuing education and you don't have to have, uh, any special certificates. It's just, oh, you know, okay. kind of, yeah. So it's pretty easy for that. Well, uh, Rick, we thank you. is there any final things, anything else you have coming up that you want to share with people, places you're speaking, trainings you're doing? Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? You know, the, no, no final thoughts in terms of where I'm speaking or things like that. But, you know, the message I want to give people, because, you know, Cheryl, so many people have been around the block with, met, with their aches and pains. And a lot of people tend to start thinking that they're broken, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not fixable. But I believe that just about everyone is fixable. They just haven't gotten the right information. If, if you can cut yourself and the cut heals or if a bone breaks and it can mend, then you have everything inside of you naturally occurring to solve pain. What my programs help do is remove the hurdles for that to happen. One of those hurdles, and we mentioned this at the beginning when you and I were just chatting, is our diet and nutrition intake, which yes. you're covering that really well on your podcast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and another one is emotional or psychological trauma also contributes mm -hmm. to this type of these hurdles. So, uh, you know, my message to my, my final message would just be that you're not broken. You just haven't received the right information yet. Well, I love that. And I'm so glad that you're helping all of us get to a point where we can hopefully fix ourselves and experience less pain. I'm excited to dig into your content more after this conversation. And I'm excited for everyone listening to go to your website and uh, listen to what you have to offer and to get some of your knowledge so they can be pain-free. This is so exciting. <laughs> Great. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming today. My pleasure. This has been the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast. 
Again, I'm Cheryl McColgan, founder of Heal, Nourish, Grow. You can find show notes for this episode at HealNourishGrowPodcast.com. If you have feedback on today's episode or questions about the content, please email us at podcast at HealNourishGrow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to sign up for our email list at HealNourishGrow.com and subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. Join us next time for more information that helps you live your best and healthiest life. Thanks for listening. Content on the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast does not constitute medical advice. Content contained in the Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. Neither the company nor its owner, Heal, Nourish, Grow, LLC, nor any of the company's employees, agents, or guest speakers provide medical advice. The content provided on Heal, Nourish, Grow podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your medical provider with any questions about what health practices are right for you.